Welcome to the Offering the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. We have Christine Arayo with us today, and she's going to be talking about her latest book, Overwhelmed and Over It. Embrace your power to stay centered and sustained in a chaotic world. What a great show for the beginning of 2021 and to get yourself pointed in the right direction. So we're going to talk about many things, but you know, ladies, this is definitely a show for you so that you can become centered, um, balanced, if you will, and know who you are and move forward. And gentlemen, this is the show for you to listen to so you can support that lady in your life, whether it's a sister, wife, girlfriend, mother, partner, whatever. Information is important. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. Now, a bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I'm the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I also authored two books. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can hope. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, nestponychapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. My guest today, Christine Arilo, is the author of Overwhelmed and Over It. As a transformational leadership advisor, three-time best-selling author, and host of the very popular Feminine Power Time podcast, she is recognized worldwide for her work helping women to make shift happen in the lives that they lead, the work that they do, and the, the world they wish to create. She offers workshops globally, and she lives near Seattle. And you can check her out online at her website. That's christinearilo.com, and that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-A-R-Y-L-O.com. Welcome, Christine. Hello, everyone. So good to be here. I'm so excited for our, our talk today. Can't wait yeah, to it's like Happy in. New Year! <laughs> <You know. laughs> well, it depends. It is a new year. It is. It is. <laughs> We're going to talk about this today. You know, January first is one date of a new year, but the Chinese mm-hmm. New Year, the Lunar New Year, not till February. Exactly. Um, so, you know, what is really a new year? <laughs> well, you know, we have multiple times for New Years to celebrate. A we new do. Year. 
you know, if you looked at each culture, you'd probably have more than 30, 40, 50 times to celebrate a new year. But, you know, it's about embracing the energy of where we're at and getting clear on where we want to go. Now, on your website, you have a um, blog, and it's something to the effect of, you know, start the new year differently, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it's important that, we recognize that this isn't 2020, it isn't 1920, (laughs) it's, you know, 2021. So talk to us uh, a bit about starting the new year differently, because everybody goes, oh, new year, new you, new year, here's my resolutions that you break within three minutes of making them. So how do we get to starting the new year differently? Well... There's so much to unpack. I'll say a couple things, and then you let me know which direction you want to go. How does that sound, everybody? And I poured my coffee. I actually poured some coffee this morning in my owl mug. Um, so owl Ooh. is a symbol of wisdom. Uh-huh. And, um, and so the first step is, to, is, to, is a, a lot of awareness and to realize that the way that we've been trained to think about the new year and go into a new year, a new calendar year, a new solar calendar year, is, um, is, is based in a culture that has, is really built for burnout and has mm-hmm. not really bu- built for the way humans naturally work best. So you can think about this in terms of like, oh, you know, it's like how many of you have ever had a really good New Year's Eve? You know, mostly New Year's Eves really suck because there's all this hype, you know, like, oh, the year is over. We're going to have a party, you know, a party till whatever. And I don't know about you, but I've never really had a great New Year's Eve. You know, it was always like this Mm -hmm. hype that gets this buildup. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to wake up on January 1st and everything's supposed to be, you know, oh, okay, like it's a new year. And then hurry up Mm -hmm. and set your resolutions, which you accurately said. You make a resolution and usually by the time my February or March hits, it's done. And there's a reason for that because resolutions usually are rooted in shame or blame or judgment mm. and fear. Mm-hmm. And then there's all this pressure to be like, okay, you know, it's January 3rd and you've got to lose all the weight that you gained from eating all the cookies. And then you overextended yourself you know, financially. So now you've got to pay off your credit cards. And hey, can you, hey, can you fit into your bikini? And um, <laughs> hey, it's time to get back to work. Get back to work. You know, it's like I can't tell uh-huh. you the number of entrepreneurs and corporate clients I talk to that are like, oh, yeah, I've got to hit the ground running when I get back. And I just go, ee, hold on, let's just back up for a second. So can I share a couple just pieces of facts about the new year that might help everyone mm-hmm. from a place of awareness? Yeah, first, and let's and focus can... a little bit on hitting the ground running because that's really something important that we need to debunk. Yes. So, okay, so here's the thing. January 1st, you all, is a man-made, a human-made date of the start of the year. Julius Caesar moved the start of the new year from March vernal equinox, which is around March 20th, to January 1st. He just decided. This is what happened. And if you think about March in the Northern Hemisphere, it's spring. It's a natural time for things to bud and sprout, and your energy is like, you know, you're ready to go. January, if you look around what's going on in the northern hemisphere specifically, things are quiet, right? Mm-hmm. The, the trees don't have their leaves on them. I'm looking at my apple tree outside whose all her leaves are gone. She's not dead. She's actually, she's on the inside. She's regenerating. She's mm-hmm. rejuvenating. She's doing all of the plants are doing all this internal work at a root level. And so we're meant as humans to have a nice, like a, like a flow up 
into spring equinox, when then it's like, okay, now we have all this energy, and that's actually the time to cleanse. The best time to cleanse is in the spring, not in January. Mm-hmm. So all of you who are like, i got to stop drinking you know, wine and stop drinking coffee and go on a diet. Like, you know, yeah, maybe you don't want to eat you know, sugar cookies every day um, for the next couple of weeks, but it's not the time to like, just take this hard stop and start. And the same thing with the ground running, hit the ground running. A lot of us, we give ourselves in this culture, like maybe if we're lucky, two weeks at the end of the year to basically rest and regenerate. And then you come out of this time where you've actually slowed down to, to really match what's going on in, in the natural world. And this is part of what I teach and I live is I studied traditional leadership and success and entrepreneurism for, you know, 20 years. And about 10 years in, I realized, hey, like this is a setup for burnout. And so the last 20 years, I've been studying what are called wisdom traditions. So yogic mm-hmm. science, earth wisdom, feminine wisdom, and all of these wisdom traditions say the same thing. If you mimic Mother Nature and what's actually happening in the natural world, not the man-made world, but the natural world, your life will, more, will come into more harmony. You will feel more harmonious. So yesterday, which um, I think we'll be, we're, we're airing right around the new moon, I think is when mm-hmm. this goes live, which I keep telling everyone I know, look, January 1st happened. It's great. It's, it, you know, it's, we know that 2020 is complete, but the first new moon of the year isn't until January 12th. Right. Which means from January 1st to January 12th, everyone chill out and just breathe. <laughs> you know, and like let yourself have what I call a slow start and a flow start versus a hit the ground running. And I know myself, I was saying this earlier when we first got on, like I, on Monday I felt all this anxiety on January 4th and I'm like, why do I feel all this anxiety and this like, pressure? And I'm like, oh, it's the collective consciousness that's mm-hmm. saying, got to get back to work. You've rested long enough. You know, you know, got to hit that ground running. And I had to be like, you know what? No, I'm not starting my year that way. Because the way you start your year, is, it sets the foundation for how you live your year. Right. So this full permission to actually be in alignment with the natural cycles, which the moons are natural. The men, humans haven't, you can't change that. And in the Earth Wisdom tradition, you have the whole month of January to actually, it's called the dreaming time, mm-hmm. and the whole month to actually consider, where do I want to focus? What, what's really important to me? What matters to me? And you're in this really what was called the co-creative process until the beginning of February, which is when, um, which is when you're supposed to seed your intentions. It's the beginning of Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. Self-Love Day is February 13th. Like it's, it's a natural cycle. The, 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 the snow is starting to thaw. I'm not sure in Canada. Um, so, yeah. you know, a little bit. So it's like, this is like, it seems so simple, you all, but like we're so divorced from nature and the natural rhythms because we've been living inside of a society systems that are just Mm -hmm. really treat us like machines that get like, oh, you get, you get a couple days off and I'll go back to work. And that's what I think we like, if it's not this year to do it differently, I don't know what year that we should, like this is the time to do it differently. Yeah. I mean, after living through 2020 and, you know, we had wonderful things happen we had not so wonderful things happen. And my look at 2020 is, uh, count your blessings and then take a look at what didn't go well and try to make that move forward for yourself. Um, there's a lesson to be learned in everything, but it's not about rushing. Um, you know, I don't know how we got caught up in this 
um, I call it the drive-through society. Got to have it, got to have it now. And if I don't have it now, I'm going to have a temper tantrum. And um, women seem to be more caught up in this than men. Why is that? Hmm. Well, it's, it's, it is... It's, it's similar but, but different. It's a great question. So about, I've been studying overwhelm and burnout and self-sacrifice in this crazy, I call it the banana culture because <laughs> I don't know why it's a banana, but it's, it's bananas to me. Culture, um, Clarissa Pincola Estes calls it, the woman who wrote the book, Women Who Run With Wolves. She's a beautiful mm-hmm. um, PhD psychologist, storyteller, and she calls it the overculture, which is the best um, word I've heard for it, which is her definition of the overculture is the crazy, mad society that we've learned to assimilate into just to be able to survive. And as I was doing my research over the last decade or so, as I started to look around, and first this happened in my corporate career where I remember literally sitting in a, one of those all-hands-on meetings, you know, they call where you, you have, like, all the, all the employees are in this big room. And the, um, the COO had gotten up and he had been talking about um, how we had you know, done some really great things in the world. We had, we had 150,000 employees, all of who had either part-time, even the part-time people had benefits. We had stopped sweat factories. We had um, reduced our debt. We were a financially healthy company. But our earnings per share, according to the stock market, went down a penny. Mm-hmm. And therefore, no one was getting um, a bonus. And we, it wasn't enough to be a $15 billion company. We had to figure out how to become a $20 billion company. Mm-hmm. And they started talking about all this stuff that we're going we're gonna to start. It was a fashion company. We're going to divest, and we're going to go into you know, hard goods. And, this, and I'm sitting in this room, and I'm like, is anyone else like, seeing what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? And I had this like, like holy, like Monique, I had like one of those like holy epiphany moments where I was just like, why, why isn't it enough? to be a $15 billion company who's financially healthy, helps people raise good families, supports them, gives health care benefits, stops un, you know, un, unsafe and good working facilities, you know, is just mm-hmm. trying to you know, do the best for the environment. We have to have more. We have yeah. to have more. And so one of the things that's happened, and that, that's what set me off on this, is that was 2005. Mm-hmm. Fast forward seven years later, and as I was doing the research for this book and the research just to figure out what is at the root of this, because we've been trying to figure this out for years, stress, you know, manager stress, work-life balance, self-care, and, but nothing's really changed. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there are studies that are done that equate women's happiness today to the women in the 1970s. We have more rights more possibilities, and we're less happy because we're freaking more stressed out. And so as I was doing this research, I'm like, i got to go back and talk to the the women who were on the forefront of the last rise of of the women's movement and of feminism. And so I did. I talked to a lot of women, and I got to talk to Gloria Steinem and have a Mm -hmm. personal one-on-one conversation with her. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. It was was amazing, Monique and everyone. And Mm -hmm. I'm sitting with her in this little cafe in, in San Francisco, and I look at her and I said, kind of like, WTF, Gloria, like, what happened? Like, this is a great, like, we have all these, like, we can do anything and be anything and we're all exhausted. And, and she looked at me and she said two things that really became the cornerstone of um, all my work around helping women liberate themselves out of this unsustainable reality, which is, number one, at the time, well, number one, the message was never do, be, and have it all. Um, the message was you can be anything and, and do anything, but you have to make choices, Mm. And I was like, mm, choices? <laughs> I'm like, I don't really remember that part, right? It's like, no, you should be able to be 
choices. Like, no, you should be able to be successful in your career, still have a family, you know, stay, keep your same figure since you were 25, you know, make all this, like, all those things. And, and we're pretty, we're so amazing as women we have. And I said, well, Gloria, we didn't get that message. And, and that's a big part of the message I want to just everyone to get as we're going into this new year is that mm-hmm. you are at choice. We have so much more power than we know to actually change our reality. But we don't even realize how much we created our own jail cells and our mm-hmm. own unsustainability. And we can talk about that you know, in, soon, but the, that, that's a big piece of like, are the choices you are making in your day-to-day life, in your life design, in your work design, in your relationships, actually supporting the life you want to live and the reality you desire to have for yourself. So mm-hmm. that's number one just to chew on. second part that she said to me that's really important for us to understand today as we go into this, not just this year, but the years to come, is that there weren't enough women and conscious male allies in places of power and influence then so we had to basically suck it up. So basically what Gloria said is like the system said, okay, ladies, have your rights, do whatever, you know, blah, 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 but we're not going to change anything. So you're just going to have to do more. Do more. So we mm-hmm. did, right? We all, we, in the 80s, people, you know, got sh- women put shoulder pads on and cut their hair, wore little bow ties, and like, we basically yep. assimilated. Soup. Yep. <laughs> yes, right? We, assimil- we became men. You know, like we're going to win at this man's game. And this is a crazy dynamic where so many amazing, powerful women, whether they're doctors or lawyers or entrepreneurs or even, you know, just amazing, strong, spiritual women, and they're playing the wrong game. We're trying to mm-hmm. win at a game that was never built for women's best interests, children's best interests, or really humans' best interests. And so I think where we're at right now and what 2021, 2020 was, I call it the great catalyst year. And it mm-hmm. was like wake up and shake up. And, and look at the places that this isn't working for me anymore. And truthfully, it hasn't been working for me. And, and, and that's that place that we have to get to in ourselves of saying, what actually isn't working for me about the way I work, the way we educate our children, the way that my life is designed, and then go into this coming year and the years to come, because we're not going to solve this all this year, but to say no more to that. And mm-hmm. we need to figure out a way to do this differently. And it starts right now about how we, we walk into this year. Well, you know, um, Christina, as you were talking, I was thinking back to um, a commercial. And I think it ran in the 70s or maybe the 80s, and it was an Anjali commercial. Do you remember that? At a very yeah, I wrote about it in Overwhelmed and Over. And I, I was like, where did that come from? You mean the fry up the, the, the bacon one, the one about the bacon, that one? the bacon and put it in a pan and uh, never, never let was, let him forget that he is a man. He's a man, exactly. And you know, my husband, God bless him, he would sing that song to me all the time because at the time I was a major um, wage earner, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I and then so I'm like, so what? You know, we can do all these wonderful things for our family. And he would sing that to me, and I was in sales. And if I had a bad day or a bad week or sometimes a bad month, you know, he'd start singing that song to me. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But I felt I had to do it in order to support the family and the lifestyle that I envisioned the family to have. So, mm-hmm. and that was, was it in the 70s, I think? 
the late or was it the 80s? I don't remember. But any either, regardless, it was 40, 50 years ago, and yeah. some of us still have that mentality. But worse is, I think some men think that we should have that mentality. Well, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, it's an interesting piece that you're bringing up because this is this is what I'm saying. This has been going on for a long time, like decades, mm-hmm. right? And you could think, well, it's just a song. No, 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 <laughs> the song. And what we're talking about, it's a reflection of the culture that we live in that you don't even know that you're being imprinted by. Mm-hmm. The best analogy I have for this is um, like a, it's like being a fish, a goldfish in a fishbowl. But you don't know that you're a goldfish, and you don't know that you're in a fishbowl. So you're in this fishbowl, and you're swimming around just trying to survive, and then you, know, you wait for the, f- the hand to come down and drop in the fish flakes, and then you've got to fight for the fish flakes, and then mm-hmm. you just want to keep your castle safe, but then you really, you know, you really want a bigger castle. <laughs> and and you, re- you realize that you're not free. Uh-huh. And you, know, you realize that you're really not a goldfish. But then what happens to goldfish, you know what happens to goldfish, you all. Like eventually the goldfish, you know, just ends up belly up, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in, the, in the goldfish bowl. And then they just, what happens? They scoop it out and they flush it down the toilet and then they replace the goldfish with another goldfish. <laughs> and this is like, you know, so many women that I know have given their everything to their work mm-hmm. or their everything to their family. And they've either taken on the moniker of what I would call the invincible superwoman, who's the strong achiever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that, this, is the, this is the danger of Wonder Woman. Like, I love Wonder Woman. She, mm-hmm. at, 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 her, at, her, at her core essence, she reflects the archetype of, of, of Diana or, or, um, Diana or uh, Artemis, the huntress. The one mm-hmm. self-empowered, independent woman. But the way when she's distorted and glorified, she becomes what I call the invincible superwoman. She's a superhero, you all. She can like, make you know, <laughs> bullets go. We are not superheroes. We are mortal women. We are not immortal. And so there's this over-identification, and I see this with a lot of the type A, strong, achieving women. I'm a very, I love achieving. I'm a big lover of the achiever. But mm-hmm. when it's distorted, you get hardened, and you, and you think that you're supposed to be able to operate in a way that no human woman can. Until you get sick, usually mm-hmm. is what happens. You die, <laughs> or mm-hmm. you have some major drama in your life, whether it's a divorce or an, an almost divorce or you know, a challenge with a child or you get fired. Like, and I don't want women to have to wait till the distress happens, till the drama happens, till the disease happens. And that's the gift of 2020. Because 2020, mm-hmm. what it's doing is for those of us, those of you, even for those, I've been on a self-awareness spiritual path for 25 years, and I'm always like, I, I work this in my life. What's no longer sustainable? What's overwhelming me? You know, like, mm-hmm. what's stressing me out? And I still had stuff I had to really look at in 2020. Again, I'm like, <laughs> here we go again. But it's like, it's all good because, like, left to my own devices, because I love my work, I will send myself right into what's called passion burnout. There's seven types mm-hmm. of burnout, eight types of burnout. And I don't get physical burnout often anymore but I get passion burnout a lot which are uh, that's where I'll go which is where you love what you do but you've given so much to your work or to what you're passionate about that you're not receiving the joy and the nourishment and that you need you're not feeling sustained and Gloria actually talks about this in her book um, Mm -hmm. her autobiography at the age of 50 where she realized she had been out in the world doing all of this stuff for everyone else and 
her house was like a closet, not a home. She hadn't saved any money for herself. And she had a holy wow. like wake up what I call receiving moment of like, I need to shift my foundation so I'm sustained. And she shifted her house so it became a home and she you mm-hmm. know, did whatever she needed to do. But she had to go deeper and look at why she created that reality. Just like I had to do that two years ago when I realized I had a business that was generating close to half a million dollars, but no matter how much money I the business made, there was never quite enough for me. Uh-huh. I always had to do more. You know, it uh-huh. wasn't like I could just rest for a month or write for yeah. a month because I always had to generate. I'm like, this is crazy. How could I have a business that, you know, is close to a half a million dollars and no matter how much I work or do, it's not enough. Right. And this is the same thing for the women I work with that have jobs that are have corporate, you know, it's like the same thing. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. And, and it's because... The, the, the design of it is unsustainable, and at the core, there's something that's driving us. And this is what I get into and overwhelmed and over it, and is the core of my work. of like, let's get to the root. So Gloria had to look at her life and what she says in her autobiography. She was so used to living that way without stability because of her, uh-huh. the way her father was and her mother was and how she learned that she just didn't want to give herself that stability. I had like a deep fear inside myself. If I stop, like people will die. People won't have what they need. Like I was taking over responsibility also for my staff and making sure that uh-huh. they were financially okay. I was overgiving in all of these ways, and then I had to get really real with myself. I was trying to make stuff happen versus allowing it to happen. Mm. This is why we don't get out of burnout and overwhelm and self-sacrifice. Same thing on the other side. For those of you, so that's the achiever part. There's also the selfless caregiver. Selfless, Mm -hmm. I will give and give and give until there's nothing else left, and my value comes from how much I sacrifice. And usually all women have both of those. Some Mm -hmm. of us can go to either side of it, or it might show up differently. So whether you're a selfless caregiver and you just give and give and give and give to everybody else, or you're the invincible superwoman (laughs) achiever, um, neither are working for us. But underneath that, and this is the gift of 2020 and what I really believe we need going into this year, you got to go inside and look Mm -hmm. at the deeper emotional reasons inside of you that cause you to operate that way and overgive and under-receive what you need and or say okay to a life design, a work design that's actually not empowering at all in which you've just assimilated into a very distorted masculine archetypal pattern in which we're kind of enslaved to the system. And, um, and it doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur and or a, um, an employee. Employees uh-huh. are enslaved to the system as entrepreneurs, we'll just create our own jail cell. And it's like, I don't know, but that might even be even worse. So I'll stop there. I know that, that was a lot, but I was just, no, I, I was. You, you shared a lot of pertinent information that people really need to know, especially women today. Folks, we're speaking with Christine Arilo, and we're talking about um, her latest book, Over overwhelmed and over it. She is a woman who works with women and empowers women and in a nice way, you know, and, and it's refreshing that we have a strong lady that we can talk to and, but she takes no prisoners now. Okay. So don't think she's a, a, a marshmallow or a pushover. Um, she's not <laughs> because that, that energy just doesn't come from her, but she's very clear with helping you get from point A to point B and helping you gl- gain your own clarity. And again, check her out at her website. And that's Christine, C H R I S T I N E A R 
YLO.com. Um, Christine, I want to uh, talk about something that, um, two things before we go, but the first thing I want to talk about is giving and receiving. I have discovered, mm. and you know, it took me, I'm ancient, it took me a long time to figure this out. I'm a wonderful, great giver. I, I truly am. I will give, give, give. I'm a crappy receiver. You know, and there has to be, in my opinion, there should be balance there. So what are your thoughts around that? Well, first of all, Monique, welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome to the club. Um, we, I think it's, I think it's, a gen, I think it's, this is true for almost all women I know, um, is that we are, we are, I just say we're, we're, unapo- we are, we're like, we're strong achievers. We will be selfless caregivers, but we are like not great receivers. And it's interesting because when I, when I teach, when, as I started to teach the feminine, so a big part of my teaching is helping give words to what the feminine actually is. Because one of the reasons we're in this situation we are is that the overculture doesn't value the feminine. It's about, get, it's about go fast, get stuff done, drive hard, be strong. You know, it's like very much like football. You know? It's like that's like it's just very, and it's not even masculine. It's just distorted masculine. It's all over there. So from a feminine power perspective, things like stillness and you know, being still before you just move into action, like these feminine energies aren't valued in our society. You've got two weeks to rest, now get to work. You know, it's January, head back in. And, and I'm actually saying, inviting us all to say, you know what, no, no. This is out of balance. This is out mm-hmm. of whack. And what you're pointing to is specifically one of those under, 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 under parts is this giving and receiving. So as I was looking at about what are these what I call imprints, that are running within us. So think of this, you all, like this. You have, you're like a, if you were like a computer, you have programs inside of you, programming that comes from the overculture and also from the way that you grew up and the way that you were educated. And they're not just beliefs, things that you believe in your mind. They're mm-hmm. mental beliefs, but they're imprints. They're, they're imprinted emotionally. They're imprinted in your physical body. They're imprinted at a cellular level, which is why you can't think your way out of overwhelm, out of burnout, out of the, the overculture, you actually have to feel your way through it. So I did as I identified 12 different imprints, one of which uh-huh. that are like ones we want to release, right? And then other uh-huh. ones, then what are the new ones we install? So one of the old beliefs that, or imprints that keeps us working way too hard, and no matter how much you read articles about thriving, You'll just feel like you're never, <laughs> you're never getting there. Um, I'm like, that's great. We all know we should thrive now, but we've not been actually taught how to do it. Um, uh-huh. Is that this old imprint? You've heard this. It's better to give than receive. Than receive. Yes. You've heard that, Monique, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm, everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds like oh, it's yep. like seven words. No big deal, right? But think about that. If it's better to give than receive. Wouldn't that explain why if someone gives you a compliment, how you're like, oh, no, this, this old scarf, oh, I've had it forever, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we, we, we push away something very simple like that to like if someone, if, if you're, we only if we're in deep, deep distress will we receive support, right? It's like, I mean, I've worked with so many women who had to get cancer, had to have a breast removed. I, for me, it was my partner's stroke at the age of 42 that caused me to oh, wow. allow people to give me, you know, a cart, <laughs> you know, they mm-hmm. live in their homes, like, you know, like I call them holy receiving lessons. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and again, I, we don't want to get to that place of distress and drama and divorce and disease before we start to write these imbalances. And so all you got to do with that program of it's better to give than receive is change the van to an and. 
it's better to give and receive. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if it's better to give and receive, that would change the equation. So this is about changing our equations for what it means to be a strong woman, a good woman, a successful woman. A good, strong woman does not give, a give, 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 and give until there's nothing left. That's not good. That's not strong. That's self-sacrificing. It's not healthy. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's actually very, it's very egocentric. It's completely, because it's all about the self needing to validate itself based on how much it's giving away. Mm-hmm. How about that for deep, right? So it's like, on that. <laughs> like, what are you, like how, how could you say that? Like, it's, you know, when you look at this, think of, like, look at the, look at the professions of nurses and teachers and, like, all these, like, more traditionally woman-based fields in the past that are about support and help. They're some of the most underpaid, under-resourced, overworked professions on our planet. Why? Mm-hmm. And who is paid the most? CEOs and sports stars, which are traditionally more men. Men. That is pointing out to the imbalance of our economic value system. But you can't, if to think about how could I change that, like we all see it. Part of the reason we're experiencing, I think, this pandemic and Mm why the I mean, God bless the working women who are parents right now. What you're experiencing is a serious no more moment. Like now I have to, on everything else, I have to educate my children and take responsibility for that. There's no more room. But there's no more room. Or if, if mm-hmm. you know, it's like we're taking care of people. Because there's no more. No more. I can't take any more. But like when I talk to, you know, one in five, no, wait, two, two in five, two and mm-hmm. three in five, almost 50% of teachers will leave the profession in the first five years. And yeah. these are the people who are responsible for our most important asset, our kids. They're not even an yeah. asset. The most important thing in the world are our children. But how mm-hmm. do we pay them? We don't. Oh, crap, right? We yeah. don't. And, and, and same thing with mothers. This is a big shift in, that I get into and in overwhelmed and over it. And my work is like, if any of you who are parents or mothers or grandmothers, that's part of your job. You know, mm-hmm. People think, oh, I go home after work, and then I'm like, you go home and you go do your second job, right, which is to be a parent. But mm-hmm. when you look at the work-life balance thing, where does parenting fit in? Where does yeah. mothering fit in? Is yeah. that supposed to go over there in life? No, it's like actually it's your job. It's, it is a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and until we embrace that as women and say, you know what, the way that we work isn't set up to support that. The way that we educate our kids, not – so all of these systems – it's what it's showing us and where we're at because women and amazing men, we are in places of power now and influence. We do have the ability to change these systems, but how that happens is through your own personal transformation first. All mm-hmm. social and systemic change must be rooted in personal transformation or it will not stick. So this would be what I would invite you all into going into the year to come. Where are you overgiving? and mm-hmm. under-receiving. Where are you and how are you overgiving to your work, mm-hmm. to your relationships, to a community, and where are you under-receiving the physical support, the emotional support, the material support? And find those imbalances. There's 13 different overgiving imprints that, mm-hmm. we, that we use to how we run our lives, to how we structure our businesses, to how we make our choices in our career. And this last year, I, every year in, um, in my wisdom school, every woman chooses one over giving imprint to get into balance, to get into harmony. 
And mine for this last year was overextending. Mm. And so what that did for me is, and it was an interesting thing to pick during a book release year, and I did it <laughs> intentionally, right? Because you put a book mm-hmm. out, and I'm going to tell you all, like it's like it's kind of like it's like kind of like having a baby. <laughs> like it's a yeah. it's a big year. So lots mm-hmm. of opportunity to overextend my energy, overextend my money, overextend my resources, everything. overextend yeah. everything. And I'm really proud of looking back at. 2020 and be able to say like it showed because I had the language of overextending and I know there's a part of me because I want to get where I'm not yet it's hard for me to be where I am I'm that 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 achiever part and then Mm -hmm. the selfless caregivers like oh my god I just want as many people to have this medicine as possible because they need it like this is these are tools both those parts would send me into overextending I'll just take on a loan I'll just you know work 25 hours a day and I came up to my edge many times um, last year. And what I could mm-hmm. say is because I knew of the, about the overextending and my promise to give and receive, mm-hmm. and a lot of the practices I had to do that, I'm not going to lie to you all, I hit the red line a couple times. <laughs> yeah, and, well, you know, but do. I did it. So yeah, and I didn't go over it. I'm like, okay, now let me put my practices into place. Like, okay, stopping there, I'm not going to red line it and then stay there and then get sick and burn out. And so that's that's what we do going into 2021. This is about be more self-aware, know your body, know your mind, know your triggers, know your imprints, and then go into the year and make choices that get your giving and receiving in balance. Make choices in which you're being sustained. Make choices that actually support you versus you being the self-sacrificer or the invincible superwoman who just takes it all on. Mm. That is where your power lives. Okay. Um, thank you for sharing that. Now, I, I want to switch gears a little bit. We um, had an election. We have the first um, elected female vice president. Um, and folks, let's put politics aside right now and just look at the energy of male female, okay? I would like for you to share your thoughts around having a first um, female uh, elected vice president and hopefully everything goes well and they're able to take office when they're supposed to and juxtapose that to the orange man that sits in the White House now. Mm. Well, there's a lot of layers to that question. <laughs> so let me just... Um, just pick whichever one, of the one things, you want. Yeah, yeah I will. What I'm gonna, and I'm just going to take a breath and I'm just going to invite everyone to take a breath. Um, one of the key teachings in... Um, in all wisdom traditions, is that the mind is not, the mental mind is not the place to make choices from nor to speak from. To actually access wisdom, we have to slow things down mm-hmm. and access our hearts and access our bodies. Our actual wisdom lives in our bodies. Our feminine wisdom lives in our belly. And our deep heart wisdom, our compassion, our passion lives in our hearts. And so part of the reason we're in the situation that we are in right now is we're a very mental-based society, and it's all it's over-logical, over-rational, and like technology. I mean, it's just like people are like, I'm yeah. blue, I'm red, I'm this, I'm that, and it's all mental bullshit. That's English. It's just this, and, it's, and, it's, and it's chaos on purpose. And it's like, this is the thing, this is how fear wins. So if, I was, if we were to do a poll of everyone listening right now and the world, how many people would say, I want a world in which my children are safe. I want a world in which I can drink healthy water. 
I want a world in which my grandchildren are safe. I want a world in which I can enjoy living here. I want a world that is full of compassion and love. And, and not everyone will believe it's possible, but as humans, we mm-hmm. have forgotten that we are humankind. K-I-N-D, kind, humankind. Mm-hmm. And, and so this last 2020, it's interesting that you referred to the orange man, and I'm putting politics aside because politics is just, you all, it's another, it's another man-made structure. Mm-hmm. Democrat-Republican is a, what's called a duality reality. In a duality reality, just like work-life balance, it's like a tug-of-war where both sides pull at each other. This, that, even man, woman, same thing, man, woman, man, woman. Mm -hmm. And and they directly oppose each other. And if you get trapped in thinking in duality realities, you end up either in a swirl or you end up fighting against each other and you can't even be clear about what your purpose and part is in this world. If we just (laughs) got rid of all these crazy systems, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. interesting, if if you do the history, you look back, in America, for example, and you look back at the founding, the founding principles of this, of this country, the people who founded this country, which were all men, they actually took a lot of, of stuff from the indigenous people of this land mm-hmm. who hold a deep level of earth wisdom. And two things they left out. One is the shape of a circle. So in the shape of a circle is a council. And in the shape of a circle, there's always wholeness. And number two, they left out women. So in the, in the indigenous wisdom traditions, usually across the world, actually, the women were the ones that put the leaders into position. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't like how they operated, they got rid of them and they put somebody else in. So there was this, this harmony by nature. And, you know, women couldn't even vote. And most, you, know, you couldn't vote in, in, like, I think in France until like the 1940s. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Some countries not until the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to address a female vice president, uh, on her own merit, it's like I want to just expand it to be like we are in a time of change. And if there's a great Hopi elder prophecy that was written around 2001, maybe even before, but it kind of came out in 2001 when the towers fell in New York, which is you know just a, another catalytic moment that, in my reflection, wasn't used to create more peace. It was used to create more separation. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that we as a people, individuals, have to be really aware of. How we are responding and reacting, am I creating separation or am I creating true, meaningful, compassionate, loving, fierce, can be fierce, connection? Mm-hmm. And start to look at that in your own life. And in this Hopi Elder Prayer, this is what they say, paraphrase. There is a great, great river. There's a great storm coming. And the river is going to start running very fast. And there will be those who hold on to the shore. They hold on to the trees. They don't want to let go. And those people will have a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. But those that let go, they say, let go of the shore. Let go of the shore. Float to the middle of the river. Keep your head above the water and look around for others who are also willing to mm-hmm. let go and let that river carry you. Mm-hmm. And the water, you all, is the feminine. So what we are seeing is a coming up of the feminine, not not as in just women, but the feminine energy. Energy, period, of, yeah. Of energy. And so that the mm-hmm. feminine energy and the masculine energy in, in, in Chinese, in, the, in Taoism, it's called the yin and the yang. In traditional, in, in psychology, they call it the anima and the animus. It's the mm-hmm. feminine energy and the masculine energy. We all have it. 
And we have to really be aware of how we're designing our own lives. So has a, how it goes into the start of the year, don't run into the beginning of the year. Don't pressure yourself. When you feel the pressure, take a breath, relax, hear my voice, slow down. I want to drop into those deeper places of wisdom within me, into my heart. What does your heart desire to create for yourself? What does your heart desire to create for your family? What does your heart desire to create for this world? Not as a lone wolf, not as the invincible superwoman, not as the martyr, because this is how this is going to happen. In the, in the Hopi prophecy, they say, this could be a good time. Gather mm-hmm. yourselves, because it's about doing this in community. So Monique and I being together, thank you, Monique, so much for inviting me to be yeah. on your Get thank Over you It podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm like, I love it. She goes, over in her title, just like over and over. Like, I love it. And, and, and for all of you to come here and listen to Monique and connect with her, like, I feel like we're connected. I don't feel like this is just some thing where we're, Monique and I are like, blah, blah, blah. Like, we are creating a field right now of like, wake up, light up. Like I'm wearing my shirt, you know, I am a light. I wore that off for you today. Like to remember, and the old, this is why the connection is so important and what Monique is doing here with her podcast, why I do my podcast so that we can keep our frequency high, not to not have moments of anxiety, not to have moments of frustration, but not to let them pull you down into the river. And when right. you feel that to have these practices, have these communities, have these people that you can reach out to to keep you afloat, because we're not, we're not going to wake up and it's all different. We're not going back. We're going forward, but in a way that is supportive and honors the way this earth actually works, because otherwise the planet and people cannot sustain the level of growth and pace that we've been operating at for the last 300 years. No, we can't, and it's time for a shift if we're open to the shift. You know, uh, the one thing the pandemic has taught me that I was kind of doing, but not in earnest all the time, and that was truly to pay attention to my flow, pay attention to uh, what's going on in my life, and no one to just shut down, no one to slow down. And sometimes it's okay to sit, you know, I used to call it sitting in the corner with your thumb up your ass, but I don't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But, But sometimes those moments are needed, you know, where you're doing nothing but, you know, just taking care of you. And, you know, that's the one thing that uh, this has taught me, especially since, you know, we were in California on quarantine, lockdown, whatever you want to call it. It's allowed time for self-reflection. Some of it I loved, some of it I didn't like so much. But then I had the opportunity to look at what I didn't like and decide whether or not I wanted an adjustment and truly up to me. And your book, reading through your book, Christine, that has helped me immensely with, you know, um, putting, uh, it was almost like your book was a template for me where I could, you know, work on things, not in necessarily any particular order, but work on myself without judgment. And I think that's mm. the big key for women. For women. What are your thoughts around that? I'm so glad that you're, you're completing us here, um, Monique, because it's actually it's, it's the starting point and the ending point. It's interesting that the, the subtitle of Overwhelmed and Over It, when I first started, it wasn't Embrace Your Power to Stay Centered and Sustain in a Chaotic World. The first subtitle was um, How to, Overwhelmed and Over It, How to Find Your Power to Change It and Why mm-hmm. It's Not Your Fault. Mm. And that's actually what the, in the, if you remember, the introduction comes from that place, like why it's not your fault. And what I want to say to everybody listening, whether you're man, woman, being, you know, giraffe, whatever, <laughs> however you want to identify yourself, that it's not your fault. 
It's just not your fault. Whatever isn't working, whatever ways feel overwhelming, overstretch, whatever, like it's just not your fault. We, we, we are, we have lived being in the freaking fishbowl. And even for all those of us that, you know, as a, for me as an entrepreneur, I freed myself out of a fishbowl, but then there were a lot of ways I created like overwhelming jails for myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and what Monique, you just said, you had to go in. You had to go in and you had to look at yourself. And, and people often ask me, like, what is the first step of self-love or what is the first step of leadership or change, making change? I'm always like self-awareness and mm-hmm. self-honesty. And it is, this is, this is why people don't change. This is like why we wait till the divorce, the distress, the trauma. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we're going to wait till it's really, 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 really bad. And I feel like 2020 was a gift from the universe to be like, wake up humans. Mm-hmm. And I does not discount the grief because there's certainly been grief, the loss, all of mm-hmm. those things. It's, it's challenging. And, 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 and I don't have a seven-step process to make it all better. But what I, because what it's about is about you got to get good inside yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where our power is at. And so that is my, that I just love that you, you dove into the book, Monique, and the way that I wrote it, I would just say a prayer every time I sat down to write it. It's like, give, allow me to put the wisdom and the inquiries in here that will help women and men are reading it too. It's written for women, but because um, we do have some very specific imprints um, mm-hmm. that will help us find our way to the truth of how to create whole lives in which well-being is at the center and to spot the stuff that's like, that's bullshit. I'm not doing it anyway. That's unsustainable, not on my watch. Mm -hmm. And make those shifts first in our own lives. It's called harmonic defiance, choosing to defy what doesn't work for you in the world and the systems in your family from a place to create harmony, not to Mm -hmm. rage, not to rant, not to blame, not to judge, but you just do it. And Monique, you're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm sure many of you that are listening right now, you're doing it in ways. And so as we go into this year, you know, two inquiries to think about. One, what is sustaining you? Like what really does sustain you? Mm -hmm. More of that. And number two, what is draining you or is not sustainable any longer in your work, in your relationships, in your life design, health, wealth? And then from a place of compassion, not judgment. You didn't do anything wrong. You would have done better if you knew how to do better. But now it's time. Yeah. And like, you know, like really give yourself the space in January to look at that and then get deep into your heart and be like, what do I actually desire? What do I want to co-create? What's mm-hmm. the reality I want to co-create with the universe and others? And we'll do this together. I, I believe it. it's not going to happen overnight, but that's okay. Like the Hope the elder said, you know, get to the middle of the water, keep your head above it. If, you, if you're going down, you know, reach out, get connected, do your practices. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this morning I did my meditation, I pulled some cards, I talked to a good friend, I have my coffee, you know, I, mm-hmm. I put my I am light shirt on, like you got to do the little things. And, exactly. um, and then we are, it's time. Like this is, humanity's ready. Yes. Humanity is it- ready for this shift. Humanity is definitely ready. Um, boy, uh, Christine, our time has gone by so quickly, and I was going to ask you for our pearl of wisdom in closing, but I think you already gave it to us. I mean, that was powerful. So thank you so much for sharing that information. And to the audience, thank you for being with us early in 2021 as we collectively get over it. And I want you guys to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of 
being overwhelmed, but getting over it. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape.